Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. For you Mile High Club fans, this is uh, good news. Uh, there's a new rule being implemented that uh, airlines are now going to have to make their bathrooms on planes big enough for two people. What? I don't think it's for the sex, though. I think it's just because we've all gotten so much bigger. It is crazy. I mean, the last time I used an airplane bathroom was not that long ago on one of the flights. And it, like, it is so small. I couldn't find a door. It was so small. It was literally like a closet. Or have you just gotten larger, Lucky? Right, well, <laughs> I'd like to think I don't need two of them, but I'm still on just the single seatbelt. Although there are some, yeah. when you see them boarding, you wonder, oh, man. And I love that, you know, because if you get on early enough, you just sit and wait for everyone who's coming by, and you'll have that, like, empty seat beside you, and you're judging everyone. And praying. Please, not them. Yeah. Not them. Not them. Okay, maybe maybe them, but not them. Now, as much as we laugh about it, really, what they're being forced into doing to make these uh, bathrooms larger is for people who have uh, wheelchairs, uh, people with disabilities, right. making it easier for them to get in and out. Now, I guess um, bigger planes, the ones, I guess, with the two aisles, uh, many of those already have one kind of uh, bathroom that's larger. Larger one, okay. Yeah, you know, for for wheelchairs. Here's the only problem, though. Airlines have ten years to comply. Oh my goodness! And it's unclear if they'll be forced to uh, re- retrofit their current fleet. So, if you want to get busy in a bathroom, <laughs> and I don't think they're going to be fancy. Like, don't don't expect to have like double vanities. <laughs> <laughs> you know. This is an Air Emirates. No. I, one day, that's a bucket list for me. Do you, have you seen, have you watched oh, some of the videos? It's insane, those planes. <laughs> They're nicer and bigger. Some of the sleeping cabins are bigger than my home. Oh, yeah. They're certainly better, bigger than a city apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I, I, God knows what, what it would cost mm. to, to book a ticket. Like, well. do those fly out? Are those just... Uh, like in the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, or do they fly in and out of Toronto? Oh, they fly here. So oh, you yeah. can get those fancy. Oh yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah, but I mean, listen. If if you have to ask, yeah, you can't afford. No, it. I know. <laughs> if you if you could actually afford one, you could probably afford just to rent a private plane. Well, I'm not quite there, All but right. yeah. <laughs> like you think you think of what it costs nowadays even to get like a, a crappy seat by the bathroom on a flight to Florida mm-hmm. costs a lot. I couldn't imagine what it would cost. It's got to be like five figures. Oh yeah, 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 for one person. For one person. But I mean, if you're if it's well for many of them, it's, it's business class or someone right. else paying for it. Right, right. Just need a few more points. I'm not trying to work on those points. <laughs> This will upset the actors and the writers during this strike. Um, the studios are quietly hiring AI specialists during the strike. This could be a huge concern. Certainly since part of the actors and writers' concerns are the um, protection from AI. And while they're worried about that, the studios are ramping up their AI abilities it's not a bad business to get into. Disney is hiring at least half a dozen AI jobs with six-figure salaries. Netflix recently posted for an ad for an AI product manager position that pays up to $900,000. What? 
Amazon and Apple have dozens of jobs open, and Sony is looking for an ethics engineer for its Sony AI division. The kicker here is that many companies are offering high-paying AI jobs by cutting employees in other divisions. Yes, exactly. Instead, you just have one person controlling the AI, right? Yeah. This uh, rumor had been floating around for a while, and I had uh, read that uh, the person that was uh, considered to be the replacement for uh, Lauren Michaels when he retires from SNL had zero interest in the job, but I guess maybe that has changed because Tina Fey seems to be the leading contender. Wow, all right. And when asked about this a, a couple of years back, she was very... She was absolute in her no because she said, I can't devote an entire week and weekends. I've got a family. I've got kids. Mm. It's not something I want. But supposedly talks are underway. So they've probably NBC or whoever or even probably Lauren Michaels himself because I think he owns the show. Broadway Video is uh, probably the producer of it. and That's his company. Yeah. He's probably said to her, here's a blank check. What do you want? Yeah, there's probably not much of a time off. In that job, is nope. there? Well, I, I mean, Lauren, it, yeah, true. But Lauren is, you know, when you you own it, you dedicate yourself to it. Yeah. That's what he's done for 40 years. Uh, yeah, it'll be 50 by the time he retires. He's 78 now. They say he'll probably wrap it up in season 50 in the fall of 2024. Okay. Yeah, and I guess really you work uh, in the fall, September through till the spring. Yeah, it's a lot of hours and a lot of work, but then you get that nice run. Right. Where you're off. Like a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) They probably work harder at SNL. Um, Maytel is having a huge hit with this uh, Barbie movie. And so, of course, all we're going to get now, much like the Marvel franchise, this is all we're going to get from Maytel now moving forward is a Mattel. Uh, They already did G.I. Joe, right? Was that a Mattel? uh, I don't know. I guess not really. I'm not sure. It might have been under their universe. At top of the list, Barney is in pre-production. Oh, my goodness. These, these are all for real things. Um, you should do, like, a horror Barney. Wasn't there talk about that? I don't know. I really? Thought, I thought we talked about that, that in production. Because after um, Sharknado and there was something, the uh, the cocaine bear. Yeah. There was talk of, a like, a, a, a scary Barney, an adult Barney movie. Oh, all right. Yeah. Something called Polly Pockets. Do you remember Polly Pockets? I, re- I don't remember what they are, but it, that does sound familiar. Hot Wheels, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Gotcha. American Girl, Magic 8 Ball. <laughs> Actually, from the writers of Cocaine Bear, supposedly. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. I know that was a, a television. It was an animated. It was a cartoon at one point. The He-Man? Yeah, no. Is he, is he part of Masters of the Universe? I can't remember now. Major Matt Manson, supposedly Tom Hanks, is already committed to starring. Wow. Uh, Uno? Is <laughs> that a card game? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Viewmaster? <laughs> what is that movie Uno about? Is this family's blowing up at each other playing this game? <laughs> it's a fun game. Uh, Matchbox and Thomas and Friends. So, yeah, this is all we're going to be getting. If you like any highbrow movies, forget it. It's over. Uh, The passing of Sinead O'Connor, the story continues. Supposedly, she left instructions for her children if she were to die suddenly. And they're really a sad commentary on the music business. She has uh, survived by three children, a 36-year-old son, 
27-year-old daughter, 16-year-old son, and, of course, her son Shane, who took his own life uh, last year Mm -hmm. at uh, the age of 17. She says, or she said to, uh, to an interviewer in 2021, she has told her children, since they were small, if your mother drops dead tomorrow, before you call 911, call my accountant and make sure the record companies don't start releasing my records and not telling you where the money is. Mm. She said, when the artists are dead, they're much more valuable than when they're alive. Tupac has released way more albums since he died than he ever did alive, so it's kind of gross what record companies do. She went on to say, even though I'm not a fan of Prince, it made me very angry to see people, quote, raping his vault. Gotcha. Um, And, you know, I watched yesterday that uh, Crave documentary, Nothing Compares, because I was interested to see how they were going to go past the Nothing Compares to You song and video, because as you had mentioned yesterday, his estate, Prince's, wouldn't allow them to yeah. use it. I think they played the video without the sound, right? You see, yeah, you see images of her face, and you hear, it's, it's, a, it's a soundtrack. There's a music bed underneath it that sounds very similar. Gotcha. That drone right. of that song. A um, couple of things. I had, I had been mistaken yesterday when I said that Andrew Dice Clay was hosting the night she performed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was uh, your buddy from Shawshank. Uh, not not Morgan Freeman, the uh, the other Oh, actor. Andy he, Dufresne. Uh, yeah, he yeah. was hosting that. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah, he was hosting that. Really? Night. And the photo that she held up with the Pope kind of standing behind some um, uh, fencing, or it looks like he's on a boat or a bus or something. Uh, that photo was from a frame, inside of a frame that hung in her mother's bedroom, her entire life. Her mother had no other pictures on walls in her home except that photo of the really? Pope, uh, supposedly for decades, um, and that's the one she ripped up. And an, another interesting fact: she had been horrendously abused by her mother, and it's it's so sad and strange how sometimes even when you come from a horrible background, uh, your connection, your attachment to your parents is still strong. Mm. I mean, her mother used to stick her in the garden when she was bad. She'd make her stay outside for days yeah, in the, the rain, out in the yard. And when she sang that video for Nothing Compares to You, although it is seen as a, an amazing and beautiful love song, yeah. and it is, she's not singing to a man or a, a lover. It's to her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very strange. Anyhow, yeah. there's a, a lot of talk about her life now and... Uh, the legacy she leaves. So, even in uh, in death, she was giving it to the record labels. <laughs> she was always giving it to somebody. This might be the greatest pizza innovation, or it might just be gross. Uh, a place in Japan is selling something called the ice cream fondue pizza. It's a crust bowl baked into the middle that holds vanilla ice cream, and they want you to dip your pizza in it. Okay, it's not a dessert pizza. It's Cheese, pepperoni, and mushroom. With in ice cream. Well, no, no. So you got the pizza, and in the middle of the pizza is a is a baked-in bowl right. with ice cream in it. So basically, it's like a fondue. You take a slice of pizza, dip it into the ice cream. Right. And it's filled with Haagen-Dazs. 
Okay. Now, I listen, okay, it seems odd, but I'll bet you you'd probably try it and go, this is actually pretty good. All right, dinner and dessert at the same time. You get the sweet and the salt. It's like when I uh, first tried a pizza with a barbecue sauce, right? I thought, that's odd, but it's lovely. Mm. Listen, even bad pizza is good pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Quite often, yes. Yeah. As, as long as it's fresh enough. Right. Like bad Cold pizza or day-old is, is not as good. I have learned that with uh, day-old pizza, I think I've learned the true trick to uh, heating it up, reheating it. You get yourself a frying pan, stick it on the stove. You put in just a little sprinkle of water. Right. Put the pizza in, cover it with a, a pot lid. Yep. Turn it up to about uh, three or four on your stove and just let it slowly come up. That water will steam and it brings it right back to freshness. Tried that and it's fantastic. It is. It is. It is. I'm usually a toaster oven uh, because I'm lazy and uh, and it's just quicker. You right. hit one button, it's done in four minutes. But it, that is the best way to reheat pizza. The, the problem, frying pan. The problem I find with toaster ovens or or uh, I guess even the microwave is that the toppings get warm, but the crust doesn't. Right. So with this, here, see, but this is the trick I do, too, is that when I get home, if I know I'm going to have, like, leftover pizza for lunch, that's the first thing. It goes on the stove, low and slow, mm. then I go about my business, checking out what's new on porn, returning emails, and <laughs> then... I'm ready to dine. Well, so the toaster oven, I put it on the toast setting, so I don't find it that bad. It does actually right. kind of toast up the bread. It works, mm. and it's okay. It's not as good. Right. Because it, it doesn't get the, the steam in there, which That's is right. a key to heating up the, the ingredients. But uh, I, I think, I thought you put it on without the water first, and then you sprinkle the water in just to create the steam, and that heats up the toppings afterwards. No, I well, I don't know. I learned that you just put a you put the the pot under uh, the frying pan just to let a little dribble of water get in there right, right. from the beginning. Got to be careful about your water ratio too, because you don't want the crust to get soggy. I was going to say the first time I tried it, a little too much on the water got into the crust. <laughs> not a very good way to reheat no, pizza. You're not supposed to uh, reheat it like it's uh, like you're cooking pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I, I I would try an ice cream pizza. Why not? I mean, I, they had uh, it was Jerry Queen had the treats of pizza had that, but that was just a dessert pizza. Mm. I did, ice cream on like we're so we're trying to dip it in anything. It, it is so crazy now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's times where you just okay, grab some ranch, grab anything just to to have something to dip the crust. Into. Yeah, the the uh, the dessert pizzas are a big deal, and you put the Nutella on them and all sorts of things. I, I'm not a big fan of that because I, what I love about a pizza is the, the saltiness, and I'm such a salt fiend. Right. You know, that's – and, again, I'll take anything on a pizza. I really don't care. I, I, I wouldn't order, say, pineapple, but if it came with pineapple, I'd still eat it. I don't care. Pizza is the best. Andrew texted in, uh, by the way, about the air fryer as a way to reheat pizza. Oh, okay. It's fantastic yeah. and easy to do, yes. Problem is can't fit enough pizza in it. Yeah, a little too small. It's too, like, I've got one that's got two little drawers in it. I give it, like, one slice per, and I don't know who's eating two slices of pizza. The problem with the air fryer, because we had one when my son and his girlfriend were living with us. It was there, so they took it with them. You're right. Small container, big unit, takes up a lot of space on the counter, and it does all sorts of amazing things, and we only use it to make French fries. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's all we use it for. The word footage came uh, because film was measured in feet. All right. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield was the first entertainer to have a website. He really? launched Rodney.com in 1995. Wow. And he would have been much older then. Yeah, that's right. Past any of that stuff. wonder if it's still up there. should go to Rodney.com and see right. if it's still there. The Super Bowl halftime show switched from marching bands and not-so-famous musical acts to famous ones after 1992 when In Living Color ran a live broadcast on Fox during halftime that drew 22 million viewers. The next year, the NFL got Michael Jackson to do the halftime Really? Elmer's Glue, in case you want to dine on it, Elmer's <laughs> Glue has six calories in a teaspoon. Okay. Probably not a good idea. Probably not. Soft drinks, I think we probably all know the answer to this. Soft drinks are named soft drinks because they don't contain alcohol. Yes. Hard drinks. Hard liquor. Yeah. The Jetsons came out 61 years ago in 1962 and was set in 2062, which is 39 years from now. In other words, we're now much closer to the future it predicted than the year it came out. Right. Well, And it did predict some things. It did well. Like seeing someone on the other line of the end of the phone. Yeah. we. You know, it's amazing. Um, we talked about this a little while back. The Jetsons is one of those odd cartoons that almost everybody, when you mention it, even my children who are in their 20s, they know the pop reference. Yeah. The well, Jetsons. wasn't around that long. Like two years or something. Really? I, it, two or three years it lasted. Maybe not that long. Maybe only a year. I'd have to go back and look it up. Then it came back in like the early 80s, but didn't last very long then either. Hmm. But I think it was just a constant rewind. It was always showing up yeah. on television somewhere. The reason your fingers prune up in water is so it's easier to grab wet things. Oh. Yeah. It's an interesting adaptation. Yeah. Boxer shorts are called that because they're the style that boxers wear. Gotcha. I went through a phase of the boxer shorts. I'm a boxer brief guy now. Yeah. They all bunched up too much in your pants. Mm. Yeah, but you, you had a looser feeling, though, around your bits. Yeah. And I need that room. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you have told me uh, about how aggravated you used to get. When you'd go to McDonald's and you'd be picking up food and your dad would say, grab me a filet fish Right. Because you'd have to wait. Always got to wait. Pull ahead. And you always felt like you were the only guy buying the filet fish mm -hmm. Well, it's not true. I, I think we all thought, how does that thing stay on the menu? Like, who the hell's buying a filet fish Now, I've enjoyed the odd one. I'm right. fine with them. But uh turns out McDonald's sells just a quarter of its filet fish sandwich for the whole year during Lent. Because oh, people are avoiding the meat. More fish. That's 69 million filet fish in 40 days. <laughs> really? That's a quarter. <laughs> so the, the full year sale is like 276 million. I wouldn't have thought there were that many practicing 
<laughs> that would have to yeah. switch to the fillet of fish. Yeah. Well, you ever see at the, the Vatican or when the Pope is out there roaming around, he gets swarmed right. with a lot of people. Uh huh. Um, you know, I tried recently was the the McDouble. Ever had that one? No. Every now and then you say you just want like the old basic cheeseburger. Yeah. But I contend there's not enough meat in it, like that original patty. Mm. Well, it's just a double original cheeseburger. Mm. Is the McDouble? Do they still have the Angus? I don't think so. Because it was, and I never tried it, and I wanted to, but uh, somebody. Oh, the Angus me, Big Mac. Yeah, but tell them when you order a Big Mac, tell them to put the Angus patty on it. And then there was the chicken Big Mac there briefly. That was there, yeah. Which I heard uh, hit and miss with hit some and people. Miss, a little dry. It was, was it? Yeah. You tried the chicken one? Chicken McMuffin was a really good one. I think it's still around. Every now and then, I, I, every now and then, I just crave it. I haven't had a Big Mac in a, in a very long time. Yeah. But every now and then, I'm driving by. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, they don't start serving their burgers till after 11 a.m. Okay. Because you and I drive by one every morning, and it, there are many a morning at like 9.15 that I could kill a Big Mac. <laughs> just, only, and again, we talked about this yesterday. My laziness, Yeah. it's a left-hand turn. It's a busy intersection. And it's a busy intersection, <laughs> and the left to get out of it is a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that alone has kept me, I wouldn't say skinny, but a little more trim. You know, I mock you for your laziness, but I'm kind of the same way. There's a captain sub on that other corner. Right. And I do like a captain sub, but there's a subway just down the road. It's so much easier to get into. Uh, Congress in the U.S. has been having these uh, UFO hearings, and there's some wild claims coming out about the U.S. government and recovering alien spaceships, and maybe even dead aliens. A retired intelligence officer with the Air Force said under oath that people with first-hand knowledge have told him we've recovered UFOs before, or UAPs as they're called now. When asked if uh, they've also recovered bodies, he said yes, but used the term non-human biologics. Okay. So, that Area 51 stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think we've always known about it. It's just been under that classified mm -hmm. intelligence thing. Two pilots also testified under oath. They said they and other pilots that they flew with saw UFOs. He said they looked like dark gray or black cubes inside a clear sphere. He claims they weren't normal aircraft because they hovered in a place in hurricane-force winds then dart off faster than the speed of sound. Mm. Another pilot retold his story about seeing a tic-tac UFO off the coast of San Diego in 2004. Uh, he supposedly openly talked about it before, including uh, on a Joe Rogan podcast. But he did it under oath once again. All three think the government is hiding information about UFOs, even from Congress. They called for a new centralized way for pilots to report sightings without worrying about being called crazy or losing their job. So people are going nuts, of course, Googling stuff about UFOs. Right. Um, Is it all like, I don't know, is the government hiding it? Yes, perhaps. Wasn't it under the cloak, though, that it was technology that they were trying to uh, study, understand, mm. steal, perhaps? Yeah, there's that. All of that advantage. But I, you know what? I think religion plays into it as well. I mean, you would really mm. split people's worlds apart. Our whole belief system for so many. Right. In the Sky Daddy, 
if if we find out now that there's other humans and do they all have their own sky daddies like it you right. know i i think there is just the general panic that government feels society would go through right the fear that these things because our immediate reactions are going to attack us we couldn't possibly think hey they're actually we should get to know them. It right. could be a good relationship we could learn from them. Sends everything into turmoil. Yeah, maybe. So uh, people went nuts Googling stuff about UFOs after hearing all this. Uh, the uh, top searches this week included stuff like, what is a UAP and do UFOs exist? But one of the other favorite things, the fifth most asked question about aliens, what do aliens eat? <laughs> Hopefully not us. <laughs> I thought it was be, can you have sex with one of them? Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.